Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Before this exciting adventure, a word from our sponsor. General Mills, makers of Cheerios, the oat cereal that's ready to eat, Benny Crocker mixes, and Wheaties, the breakfast of champions, present by special recording... The Lone Ranger. Say, folks, look around. Do you know someone who just yearns for a brand new bike? A real watch, maybe? Perhaps a doll? Or a new baseball glove? And how about you youngsters? What would you choose from over 30 delightful premiums like those? All at big, big savings. Well, listen. It's General Mills' Rainbow Premium Plan. You get wonderful premiums at savings up to 50%. Timex watches, for example, these retail for seven sixty-five at the store. But with twelve rainbow coupons, you get them for only four fifty. Say that's almost half price. Here's all you do: first, send for your free catalog of exciting rainbow premiums. Just mail your name and address on a postcard to General Mills, Box Three, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Second, start now to save rainbow premium coupons. You'll find them on the box tops of all General Mills cereals. They're on Wheaties, Cheerios, Trick, Kit, Sugar Jack, and the Betty Crocker Pick a Pack. With his faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, because I am Silver. in the Southwest Territory. Judd was a gruff type of man who ran his ranch with an iron hand. But there was one who took little or nothing from Judd, his ten-year-old daughter, Jane. To Judd, the sun rose and set in Jane's blue eyes and fair hair. And the ranch hand secretly enjoyed the way the little girl handled her father. Jane approached Judd at the corral one day where he and Tex the foreman were looking over some highly prized horses that Judd had bought. Yeah. That dun-colored filly is as fine a piece of horse flesh as you could wish for, Tex. Nobody's to ride her but me, you understand? Sure, boss, I said it. Oh, sure is a beauty. It mm-hmm. costs plenty, too. Fact is, that filly costs more than any of the rest. Daddy, the new horses are here. You sure are, Jenny. <laughs> Gotta take your eyes, Eddie. Oh, yes. Lord, here's the one I want. See? That one over there. No, no, no. Hold on a minute. 
You've got more of an eye for good horse place than I thought. I was just giving orders that no one rides that silly but me. Yep, that's right. That's what you said. Oh. Why don't you let me ride that one, Cliff? I can ride pretty well, and I think you can teach me. Jane, didn't I just say that... Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to name a beauty. That'll be your name from now on. Now, listen here, girl. Get this through your head. I just gave orders that they... Oh, Danny, you like that old horse better than you do me, I bet. No, of course I don't. You know better than that, Pat. Oh, golly, Pat. Did you hear that? But I let me hear I didn't say that at all. I said that... Danny, don't be an Indian, Jerry. <laughs> no, isn't that something? What are you laughing at? Nothing. Only I thought... I'll do the thinking around here. Savvy? Yeah. And you... That silly acts up and throws, Jane. You hear from me. I'm going to house. Well, come on. I'll start a beauty for you right now. Let's see if you can get along all right with her. For several days, Jane, under Texas watchful guidance, rode beauty around the ranch. Beauty sensed the love that Jane had for her and reacted to it with great affection. One night, Jane, waiting until the house was quiet, slipped on her shoes and putting on a flannel bathrobe, quietly left the house and headed for the large stable a short distance behind the ranch house. The moon was bright, and as Jane walked past the bunkhouse, she realized there was no need for caution, since the cowhands were staying in camp on the range while they put up new fencing. The stable was a long building with doors facing the rear of the ranch house, and also doors on the end away from the other buildings. Jane quietly opened one of the doors just wide enough to slide through. Then she stopped and stood listening. As Jane peeked around the door, she was in time to see three figures leading the prize horses out of the rear door. Oh, God. They're taking the horses. I'm going in. Oh, they can't get through. They can't. Wait. Oh, no. Oh, they take a beauty, too. The ponies. All right after them. After several attempts, Jane managed to put the saddle on the pony, <laughs> the only animal left behind by the rustlers. She was panic-stricken at the thought of losing beauty, and somehow she felt as she went back after her father, he'd blame her for leaving the house.
short distance from the spot where James sat sobbing, the Lone Ranger and Tato had pitched a temporary camp and were rolled up in their blankets sleeping. Suddenly, the Lone Ranger sat up listening. Then, reaching over, he touched Tato. Tato. What I hear, Charles, Tully. Oh, yes. Let's investigate. Let's be right out there on the trail. That's right. Go on foot. Why, it's a child of a polo pile. Oh, it's a little girl. Good at covering the trail. 
got Pete away from her. That's what I expected. You lunk-headed cowpokes couldn't trail a lame stray with red paint on her hoof. Oh, we did the best we knew how, boss. Remember, even with a moon bright, it isn't easy to find. I'm not here to listen to excuses. Look, I noticed something about those two we met on the trail with James. Well, I noticed they got away, that's what. Yeah, sure, sure. But the other thing was that they didn't try to trade lead with us. Like as if they didn't want to risk hitting little James. Yeah, James tried to tell me they were friends. They promised to bring her back home. She did. What are you making of that, boy? I'll tell you what I make of it. Poor child's so confused and upset, she don't realize what she's saying. I reckon that's so. Well, I'm not interested in what you reckon, Jake, or anyone else. You get on your bronc right now and head for town. Sure. What for? Tell the sheriff I want him to get every man he can to ride in the posse. Tell him all of us will ride with him when he gets here. We're going to scour the countryside where we catch up with that masked owl who on the white horse and that outlaw Indian that's riding with him. We'll continue our Lone Ranger adventure in just a moment. Boy, did you ever have one of those rough days at school? Maybe you didn't get a real high mark on a test or score as many points as you wanted in a game. Well, that's the kind of a day a guy likes to get home and find his mother's baked a great big chocolate devil's food cake. Mmm, a cake that says, I think you're swell no matter what. A perfect cake, the kind Mom gets every time she uses Betty Crocker chocolate devil's food cake mix. And is it easy? All the good chocolatey fixings are right in the package. All she has to do is add water and two fresh eggs. For a cake that's so rich and homemade chocolatey good, you've got to have seconds, even thirds. Make sure there's lots of Betty Crocker chocolate devil's food cake mix in the cupboard at your house. For a perfect cake every time you bake. Cake after cake after cake. It's guaranteed perfect by Betty Crocker of General Mills, Minneapolis. to continue. Without bothering to listen to what Jane had to say, Judd Cooper was convinced that the Lone Ranger and Tahoe were the rustlers who had run off his five horses. He sent one of his men to town for the sheriff and a large posse, saying he was determined to scour the countryside until the two had been caught. What's up, no fella? Something wrong, Toto? Ah. Me here storekeeper tell woman, sheriff getting big coffee together. Them not hunt for that gang. Them hunt us. Cooper will probably take most of his men along. He can try to pick up Barnett's tail behind the Cooper stable after the men have left. Here's who the... Cooper and about 30 men passed by on the trail. After they'd gone a safe distance, the masked man and Indian left the arroyo and rode in a wide circle, finally coming to a halt behind Judd Cooper's stable.
Some of the stalls have a dirt floor. Let's see. Oh, there's a mark that will be distinctive enough to follow. For a moment, the Lone Ranger knelt down and studied the hoof mark. The mark showed where several nail heads had protruded from the shoe, making a sharp design. Satisfied with what he had found, the Lone Ranger stood up to leave. When a stable door facing the back of the ranch house suddenly opened and Jane came in. Yes, Jane. Tom and I came to pick up the trail left by the men who took your horse. Well, then you'll get really bad for me. We'll try. Here, Jane. Gosh! It's a bullet. Yes, but it's a special kind of bullet. It's made of silver. God, it's some. If your father comes back, Jane, show that to him. Tell him I came here and gave it to you. All right. I'll tell him you're going to get beauty back, too. I hope so. Goodbye. Goodbye. So the Lone Ranger and Toto had spent considerable time picking out the trail. Time and again they lost it, but by tedious and careful searching they found it again, until finally they approached the long rocky path. Suddenly, the Lone Ranger drew rain. Oh, Hello, I just noticed something. Look up there. Up along the rim of this path. Oh. You see where fire burn off trees? Yes. Yesterday morning, on our way to the place where we made camp, we came along a trail up there near that rim. I remember seeing those charred trees. Ah, uh, that right. I remember, too, the back of ways. On that upper trail, we looked down into a box canyon. Ah. Maybe rustlers hide stolen horses there. Yes. We'll turn around and head for that upper trail. All right, let's hurry. Come on, Sulu. Get him off the town. A short time later, the two men rode along the upper trail until they reached the back of the box canyon. Oh, bring your lariat. Move over to the rim of the canyon. Wait for that. Crawling close to the canyon rim, they looked down. They saw many horses grazing below, and off to one side they could see a shaft. No one inside, Tonto. We found them all right. Uh, and now what we do? The tire lariat together. So if they'll reach the bottom of the canyon. I'll go down first and you follow. That tree there will hold our weight. <laughs> Back in the canyon, Hal Barnett and his two cronies lounged on top. Hal was saying... We've followed our trail so well, nobody could ever find us here. In a few days, it'll be safe to move the horses out. They've probably been hunting us ever since last night. They'll be giving up by now, Hal. I'm not worried, Jay. We're going to take a look around that. Hey, good idea, Bobby. The outlaw called Buck cautiously opened the door and just as cautiously stepped outside. He was more nervous than the other two and was always prepared for what might happen. As he stood looking around, the rays of the setting sun struck the back of the shack. The dark shadow of the shack lay in front of him. Then Buck tensed as he saw another shadow appear, the long shadow of a man who must be on the side of the shack near the window. The lone ranger had approached the shack along the side and edged forward to look in the window. Suddenly he was startled by Buck's voice a few feet away at the corner of the shack. Please, Mr. No, turn around. 
You move quietly, my friend. See? All right. He's taking no chance. To... Yeah. He's got a mask on. That's right. That's the same. I'm taking no chances. There's a slug in this gun just for you, Skipper. The Lone Ranger took a deep breath. Buck stood right behind him. Suddenly, the masked man kicked back. Man <laughs> whirled, flinging his hand down against Buck's gun arm. This will do it. And this will finish it off. A heavy blow to the chin took Buck off his feet and stretched him on the ground. The Lone Ranger heard the other two slam out the front door. With both guns ready, he knew they'd be smart enough to separate and come around either side of the shack. Hal Barnett came into view around the corner of the shack with drawn gun. Even as he fired at Hal, he expected a slug to rip his back from the other man's gun. No, you won't. Hello, you got that other one just in time. I can almost feel a bullet coming from behind me. Oh, we've got three. That must be all. Yes. Oh, look, coming in through the pass, the posse. Ah, we get behind tracks. Maybe them suited us. I guess they saw the boat I gave James. Hey, they got all three of them. Yeah, they need our help, Sheriff. Yeah, I guess you did. You and the men can take these rustlers. That's Hal Barnett and his men. Hal Barnett? Oh, man, they're alive. That's some catch. Little James told us to see the bullets together. Then get me, I remembered who you were. I'm glad you did. I was getting tired of hiding from your posse. God, you can take Jane Force Beauty back to her. I know she'll be happy. She sure will. Yes, sir. I don't know leave now. We left our horses on the rim. We'll climb up the way we came down. Adios. Adios. By thunder, that's one fine hombre, Sheriff. They don't come any finer. Yes, that's right. Now, now, wait a minute, boss. This morning you wanted to see him living with bullets. That's right. Now you Now, listen here, Tex. Don't be trying to tell me what I can say. How I can feel, Savvy? Sure, sure, boss. Great day. Look at that masked man go up that rope over yonder. Yeah. Now there goes the Indian. Yes, sir. I knew all the time little Jane knew what she was talking about. That's one friend she can be glad of having. But, boss, she said this morning that what you... What I said and what I meant are two different things, Savvy. Double you lazy bunch of waddies is she can't tell an outlaw from... Well, from the best hombre in the West. The Lone Ranger. Special recording Mondays through Fridays at this same time.